Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Today is still Wednesday, November the 3rd, and I am back with you today for part two of our NBA podcast. Uh, we have a, a huge 11-game slate in the NBA. Uh, we earlier got through six solid games, and then I had an audio malfunction here, which was me knocking the cord out of the microphone, and I plugged it back in, and it did not continue to record. So the five games, you'll still see me, unless you are an expert lip reader, then I wanted to uh, make sure and put this podcast up to go over the final five games. So look at this as a planned six games. Now we hit the halfway point, and now we have a second podcast with five games. That works for me. All right. Thank you uh, for, for jumping back in and being patient and understanding. Uh, there is an occasional screw-up on our end, but that was completely my fault. Okay, five games. Let's finish this up. Hopefully, you've got stuff uh, set up. You've already uh, got your contest selected, and you're starting to put in your, your holder lineups. Okay, five games to go. 8 p.m. game, uh, Los Angeles Clippers, Minnesota Timberwolves. Clippers are favored by one and a half. We have an implied total for the Clippers of 106.75 and a 105.25 for the Timberwolves. And this should be a really good competitive game. We've got um, the Clippers at two and four, Minnesota at three and three. As far as injuries go, Abaca, Leonard, Morris, and Preston are out. For Minnesota, Beverly is a game time decision, and that's a very important one that we really need to know. So he is questionable. We already know D'Angelo Russell is out. So that is a key play in this game. Um, all right, let's, let's break this game down here. <clears throat> Again, you know, Patrick Beverly is a play for me at 3.7 if he is playing with no restrictions. Because with without D'Angelo Russell, I think you'll get quite a bit of Patrick Beverly. You'll also get some Jordan McLaughlin. But uh, certainly going to look at those two guys. If Beverly's out, then McLaughlin's in. Play for me. So that is going to be news uh, worthy. As far as the Clippers side goes, you know, can you afford a 10.9K uh, Paul George? I mean, it's tough. Uh, that is a lot to spend. I already have some designated spots for my payup, so I'm not going to go to George. He is a stud. But it is a back-to-back. -back. You know, he's getting huge minutes. I get it. But uh, Jaden McDaniels and Jared Vanderbilt are both pretty good defenders. And I think they'll take turns guarding George. Um, other than that, for the Clippers, Reggie Jackson at 6.2. You know, he's potentially can get it done. He gets decent minutes. But they are playing a lot of man and canard and rotating some guys and moving Bledsoe over to the, to the one at times. Bledsoe's only 4.4. He's a little more interesting for me. Um, also, if Patrick Beverly does play, he'll probably defend Reggie Jackson, which knocks him down uh, on that 6-2 number as well. So Bledsoe is a possibility. Don't like the, <clears throat> the deep bench there for the Clippers. And on the T-Will side, I really like Anthony Edwards here. He's 8.4K, which is very expensive. But if I can fit him in, I think uh, the fact with D'Angelo Russell out, he's going to get some of those shots and some of that usage. There are times where he's open and Russell's taking that shot. 
and Edwards is asking for the ball. So I think he'd be more likely to get the ball from a Beverly or McLaughlin, guys like that. So Edwards is pretty high on my list at that upper mid-level uh, number. I think he can do very well. Um, Cat, certainly a good play at all times, but again, he's 10.6. He's at that center spot. I'm already looking at the Joker and uh, Embiid at that spot for sure, and then trying to get some value. So Cat is the odd man out for me tonight, but uh, certainly can get it done. I mean, he's a slate breaker kind of guy, but, uh, you know, they are rotating in some guys, you know, Nas Reed and such, and giving them enough rest. So we'll see how that goes. But for me, it's going to really be all about Edwards and then seeing what happens with uh, Beverly's designation and then looking possibly at a value play, specifically in a GPP of Eric Bledsoe. All right, we go to the other 8 o'clock game. It's the Denver Nuggets at the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis is favored by one. It's a 214.5 over-under, so we continue with the pretty low over-unders on the slate. 106.75 implied for the Denver Nuggets, 107.75 for the Grizzlies. So this should be a really hotly contested, fun game to watch. We know Chanchar and Murray are out for Denver, and Brooks, uh, the heart and soul of that squad, remains out for Memphis, uh, which definitely doesn't help their uh, chances in this game. But they are favored at home. They're playing good ball. John Morant's playing really high-level ball, and he he is definitely worth considering here at 9.3. I think the way he's shooting the ball from the outside, he may be the pay-up guard on this slate. He very well may be, and I'm definitely going to consider him um, on that side of the ball. DeAnthony Melton has been solid in in, stepping in for the injured Brooks but he's up to 5.6K. I sort of like Desmond Bain a little bit better at 5.4. He's taking big shots. He's getting good minutes. Uh, I really like him in there uh, in this mix. Not going to go with Triple J. I know a lot of people will because he's 5.5. People are going to say that's wildly underpriced. I don't think it is. I mean, if you really look at his usage and his efficiency, it hasn't been consistent at all. He gets Aaron Gordon defense, which is not – Uh, an easy task. Uh, So I'm not going there. I'm going to avoid that uh, pseudo uh, trap value play. Steven Adams is very cheap at 4.5. I just think it's going to be a tough matchup with him with the Joker. And that's why I like the Joker so much. Joker and Embiid are a dead tie for me on my favorite big and big pay up on the slate. He's 11-4. I love this spot. I think he'll crush. Um, but certainly can't afford both guys, even on sites that let you get two centers, just not quite going to work. So uh, definitely join us in Discord. You've spent the time to watch the first uh, podcast today, the second one, and then hopefully you squeezed in the golf one. It's monster podcast day for me. Um, <clears throat> you might as well join us in Discord. You can join it for as little as 10 bucks for a three-day pass, or if you want to get all the way through the weekend here, Wednesday's the best day to sign up with that five-day pass because you get all our basketball, all of our football Thursday night, Sunday night, uh, Sunday during the day. So join us there. But that decision I will be sharing in Discord. I may play Joker, as I may have mentioned earlier when I talked about Embiid in in one of the cash and then Embiid in either a secondary cash hybrid lineup or GPP. But I do think they're both in great spots. 
As far as any bench for either team, not really running, you know, you're to run to any of them. I mean, Highland is Bones has been in the rotation a little bit now this last game. Some people may jump at 3.3, too risky for me. Uh, not really wanting Aaron Gordon in that spot or Michael Porter. So probably just Joker uh, and Morant could be the big game for me of the day or Bain as a bit of a value play. All right, we have an 8.30 game. It's the Dallas Mavericks who got shellacked by the Heat uh, last night. They're playing the San Antonio Spurs. So it is a back-to-back. -back. It's uh, Dallas by two on the road. They did smack the Spurs around in Dallas last week. 216 over under, 109 implied for Dallas, 107 for San Antonio. So definitely uh, not an easy game either way. I think it's going to be hotly contested. Mavs are four and three, Spurs are two and five. Injuries, stinking Porzingis. We don't know if he's going to play. He's listed as questionable. Uh, no idea. It's 50 50. Uh, Kleba is out, though, which really hurts the Mavs. Kleba was playing great ball, uh, blocking shots, played the, the best interior player from the other team, uh, hit threes. So lose, having him out with this back issue is a really uh, deterrent for Dallas. San Antonio may get Doug McDermott back. He is uh, on the questionable list, and that's important because that will affect that rotation. And uh, here's the, the big news, though. A guy that I really wanted to go to today is Pirtle, and he's out. So no Pirtle, no Zach Collins. He's been out all, all uh, year. So what happens to the rotation in San Antonio? That is the big question with Mr. Pirtle riding the pine, which really will help Dallas. But I was hoping to for Pirtle to be that second value center that I could play. Uh, so we'll look at it. So the question is, do you put your trust in Drew Eubanks as the big going against Dallas? Dallas obviously shorthanded at the bigs with no Porzingis if he doesn't play. Eubanks is dead 3K men. Uh, you can play him. I mean, he is playable. Uh, I'm not probably going to go there. I, I don't think I have to. Uh, maybe in a GPP. But I do think Thad Young will get some play at that spot at 4.1. Um, you know, Kate's uh, Kata Bates' job will get some play at 3.1. So, you know, it's one of those pop situations where if you try to get too cute, uh, you will get popped. So, Probably not going to go there. I, I really don't like anybody from the San Antonio side here. And I try to avoid the Spurs as much as possible. Murray's wildly overpriced at 9.2. And I really, you know, you're not knowing McDermott, McDermott's status. I get it. White and Johnson are fairly priced, but they're very spotty. I mean, GPP plays kind of guys. You know, maybe Eubanks makes my clipboard at min-priced. But again, don't just think he's going to jump in and play Pirtle minutes and get Pirtle type results with you know Young and, and Bates Giop behind him. On the Dallas side, Luke on a back-to-back -back at 10-7. He hasn't been throwing up the 75, 80-point games that we were used to. Um, you know, is this spot a good spot for him on a back-to-back? -back? I'm not feeling like that's where I want to go on the payup. So I get it to pay, play Luca. It could be a, a really a definite slate differentiator for you, but I'm just not going up to that number. Um, Porzingis, we don't know if he's in. That's going to affect 
uh, things. Hardaway, Finney, Smith, Powell, they just haven't been consistent. Powell's been bad. He stinks. Sorry about that. But it's just not a good player uh, right now. So for me, it's really just Jalen Brunson. If he's in the starting lineup again at 5.1K, he's playing fantastic ball. Uh, you know, he doesn't get as much run with that second unit where he dominates being in the starting lineup, but he is getting more minutes and he is going to get more usage because even with Luke on the floor, Brunson handles the ball quite a bit as well when they're in there together. So Brunson on the cheap side, uh, probably nobody on the Spurs side, maybe Eubanks in a GPP. All right, we've got uh, two late games to celebrate here, two 10 o'clock games. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans and the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento, four and a half point favorites, 220 over under. Implied total for the Pels, 107.75. And for the Kings, 112.25. As far as their records go, we've got the Pelicans at a stellar one and seven. Um, and we have the Kings at three and four. Injury-wise, the big news here, and it really makes the whole difference in this game, Brandon Ingram is questionable, and it's a real questionable. So we don't know. We're going to have to wait. We may not know. We may have to leave a swap spot for him if we want to put him in because that's not till a 10 o'clock uh, game. So I doubt we're going to know at lock. So that is a question mark. Um, Herb Jones is uh, doubtful. So, and Zion Williams is out due to too many cheeseburgers. Sorry, I, I shouldn't have said that. I've had several cheeseburgers uh, in my life myself. Uh, hope Zion gets back and hope he can get in shape. No injuries for the Sacramento Kings, by the way. All right. So how are we looking at this late game? Two nice late games, a little after hours, slate, a lot of stuff you can do with these games. Um, as far as the Pelican side, Devontae Graham at 6'3 has been a, a, a pleasant surprise. He's played better uh, for them than expected. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I play a lot, but he is up to 6'6", and he's been inconsistent. I prefer going down to Josh Hart at 4.9. He's been back for a couple of games now, so he's getting his legs underneath him. And especially if Ingram's out, that usage has to go uh, somewhere. And I think Hart will get some of that as well. If Ingram plays, Ingram's a strong play tonight. I like Ingram uh, if he's in and he doesn't have any restrictions. Joe Val at 8.5 is a little too pricey for me. Uh, and then their bench is getting tough to determine. With Jones out, you know, Hayes is going to get in there. They're starting to play uh, the rookie Murphy. Uh, Kyra Lewis got decent minutes. You know, there are a lot of people who are saying Sato was going to get in there, Najee Marshall. I don't want any part of any of that. So let's move on to the Kings. De'Aaron Fox, great play, great payup guy, 8.5. I mean, I compare him to Ja Morant a lot here, and I think that you can go one way or the other. If you go up to Ja at 9.3, or uh, if not, I like De'Aaron Fox at 8.5. Fox was in foul trouble the last game, so he's going to be a little fresher. I don't like the uh, backcourt defense for the Pelicans per se. So I think Fox is a terrific play. I'm definitely uh, going to have him in some of my lineups. I think this is a good show out game for him. Halliburton hasn't been playing up to par. His 6K number still makes me not quite trust him. Uh, the other guy that you know you can always look at here is Harrison Barnes, but 7.5 is pretty 
heavy of a price. He's earned it because he's played well, but that's still a big number. Uh, and I just haven't quite gone there yet because of that pricing. Rashawn Holmes at 6'3". You know, Joe Val's pretty tough inside as far as big body-wise. Holmes has been getting in some foul trouble lately, so that gets me a little worried. Guy I like off uh, the bench, guys, I should say. I, I'm going to give consideration, especially in GPP, to both of these guys. Buddy Heald at 5'9", and Davion Mitchell at 3.8. Uh, some cheap guys for the, the uh, playing time that they're getting. Buddy Heald second on the team in usage, which is impressive for a guy that's coming off the bench. That doesn't happen often. But at 5'9", with the usage against a team like the Pelicans that aren't playing good defense at all, I think that he's well in play. Davion Mitchell's getting huge minutes. He's getting taking minutes away from Halliburton. And 3.8, you know, they played him alongside some of those guys at times too. So uh, he is in play for me. Uh, so I like guys in this game. I want to have some exposure here, whether it's all value with guys like Heald and Graham or it's pay up for guys like Ingram and Fox. All right, let's wrap up this uh, second half of the uh, podcast here of today's two-part series. We've got the Charlotte Hornets and the Golden State Warriors. This is the only uh, over under over 220, and it's over by a little, 226 and a half. Not bad, and does make you want to have some exposure here. A lot of trends of getting that late-night exposure and guys that you know are mid-priced or somewhere in that neighborhood that, that really go off really is making a difference in a lot of these winning lineups. Golden State by six, 226 and a half, implied for Charlotte, 110.25, healthy total, and Warriors, the highest applied total on the, on the slate, 116.25. Uh, as far as any injuries go in this final game on the slate, uh, you've got no injuries for the Hornets, Clay Thompson and Wiseman out for Golden State. All right, let's talk about this. LaMelo Ball, great pay up, bad uh, backcourt defense from Golden State. So this is a tough, tough card, man. You know, I'd love to combine two of the three guys at my guard spots in being De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, and LaMelo Ball. Those are my favorite three pay-up guards uh, on this slate. So I'm going to have exposure to him for sure. That is a little pricey, but he deserves it. And I think he'll he'll light it up here against Golden State. Rogier starts coming into play now. He's had a few games back. His minutes are increasing. He's 6.8, and he can be a stud. He will probably get the assignment on Steph Curry, um, you know, and will that deter from his offense chasing him around because uh, Curry moves as good without the ball as anybody in the league. Um, Gordon Hayward at 7.3, a little pricey for me. Miles Bridges, yes, he's been fantastic, but I'm just not paying over 8K for him. For a guy that we spent 5K something on last year and the beginning of this year. So I do think he's awesome, but he gets Draymond Green defense and he's too expensive. On the Golden State side, obviously, I've told you the three guards I like to pay up. Curry isn't going to make the cut for me. He could break the slate. I get it. He has done it this year already, but he's 11.1. He probably gets Rozier defense and just hard to go there. Um, after that, there is some value with some of the other guys, Pool 5'9", Wiggins 6'2". You know, you, you get some guys that are going to get some shots up, but 
Uh, not sure you, I can fit him in that in mid-level, but I'd, I'd like to try to get one of those value guys in from Golden State uh, if possible. Green a little high for me at 7-1. Um, you know, decent for a mid-level build, guys, but just the inconsistency with his scoring is what drives you nuts at times. So really, that that's it for me on this game. I'd, I'd like to get a little value from Golden State, and uh, really, LaMelo Ball's my target and possibly Rogier if I go down cheaper, because uh, I think he'll go fairly low owned because he's just being uh, been back. So that is it, my friends. Um, very interesting two-part series here. Hopefully you can put these two podcasts together and get a lot out of them. Um, we were able to break out all 11 games. Love this slate tonight. It's going to be a four-plus crown slate for me uh, at Coach Talk. So uh, join us, dfscoachtalk.com. You can also catch us on Twitter, at dfscoachtalk. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Fantastic. Hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to do this podcast in all one shot, and I don't trip over my microphone here, and uh, we'll get it done. But thanks for the patience. Thanks for listening in, and I hope this really helps you build uh, a takedown type of a, a roster tonight. So appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.